Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you for moving in our midst, Lord. In last weekend, Lord, at a power feast. Surely, Lord, you do what you say, Lord, and you were here to bless your people and pour out the anointing, the oil, the fire that we need, Lord, to be your witnesses today, wherever we are, of Jesus' life and resurrection and his love for your people. Thank you for choosing each one of us here in this ministry to be your mouthpiece and to carry your glory and your fire to the uttermost parts of the earth, Lord. And right now, Holy Spirit, as we come to your word, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and your power, that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. We are going to look into two words. Cursed or blessed. <laughs> okay. In this world, there are two words. Open up the Bible, which is life and death. And life comes from which word? Blessed. And curse, death. Right? So we look more into this so that I trust today, after uh, today's teaching on the word, you will have a more revelation of, right, of the blessed life that Christ, God has given us in Christ Jesus. Yeah, just now, Abigail, after hearing the sharing, right, about the tithing and offering, right? You said, you feel so blessed. Yeah, that's, that's the blessing. And uh, through tithing and offering, you can see what God has done for her also <laughs> in her testimony. Yeah, when God took her to another level, <laughs> all right, in her tithing and offering. And in my heart, I was saying, Lord, you can bless. He only know how. <gasps> Nobody knows how. She also forget, forgot about her insurance. You know insurance? After many, many, many years, you, you normally forget already. right? But God doesn't forget. And He pours out the blessing on our lives. Amen? Okay, so today, cursed or blessed? We look into the scriptures to see which one applies to us today and are we still living there or here? Okay, and why? Okay, let's look at first Galatians 3 3. Your new life, all right, Apostle Paul wrote, your new life to the Galatian church, which is all of us today in Christ Jesus, began when the Holy Spirit gave you a new birth. Right? When did your new life begin? When Holy Spirit gave you a new birth. That's why we studied the letter, Hebrew letter Nun, yesterday. Right? It's about the new seed. Right? Starting a new life for us. For your spirit man. Those who were in yesterday's class, remember Nun, also the letter Nun start the letter for Nefesh or Neshama. So it has something to do with your spirit. So this new life has got nothing to do with your physical one. The day you were born, 
are on this earth in your physical. It's got to do with your spirit, okay? Your new spirit, spirit man. So that is the beginning of your new life. And why then would you so foolishly turn from living in the spirit by trying to finish by your own works? Okay, so here was a group of uh, Jew Jewish Christians or Jewish believers in Galatia where they had been born again, received Jesus and got a new birth from Holy Spirit. But you know the Jews have all the laws, right? They came under Ju they were under Judaism before and the old covenant. So, but they were after having this new life, which is where born from the Spirit, all of us also started like that. They began to go back into the doing, all right, the doing of the commandments and laws and so forth to attain their righteousness to be right or to to receive blessing so let's look into a little bit detail this morning to clear all doubts about curses and blessing and how do we get blessed today so they were trying to do their own works now have you endured so many trials and persecutions for nothing let me ask you again what does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with keeping religious laws. So they started the new life. It's your, whole, your spirit, right? Holy Spirit took away your old, old man, old spirit, and old heart and gave you a new spirit. Now, so they begin. That means there is a supply now for your spirit in your life. And the power comes from there the holy spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation and power of faith so we saw even in the holy spirit power feast the holy spirit being poured out all right as prophesied in uh joel chapter 2 it happened when uh, Pen at pentecost okay when the holy spirit came and poured out and with the holy spirit is the new life miracles happen supernatural all came from Holy Spirit and a revelation of faith. Faith means just believing what God say, God's word as it is. Answer this question, does the God who lavishly provide you with his own presence, his Holy Spirit, working things in your lives you could never do for yourselves? So there's a distinction here. What we can do by our own abilities and own efforts and what only God can do by His Holy Spirit, all right? Does He do these things because of your strenuous moral striving or because you trust Him to do them in you? Prospering, health, healing, or being blessed generally, but we're not going to be general this morning. We're going to be quite detailed so that you don't go off, uh, go off from this session not really, not knowing what is cursed, what is blessed, and where are you? Don't, don't these things happen among you just as they happened with Abraham? Interesting, right? Uh, Rebecca talked, brought up uh, Hebrews about Abraham just now. He believed God. Who is that Abraham? Believed God and the act 
of belief was turned into a life that was right with God. So what did he believe God? <laughs> Abraham believed what God said, that God will bless him and his descendants. But today you will find out what is the difference between that blessing and the blessing that we get from our own effort or from obeying the law. Abraham's blessing and the ones that we, uh, we get blessed when we do something good, right? Abraham, our father of faith, believed God and the substance of his faith released God's righteousness to him. So God's righteousness is <laughs> blessing. It is a meaning of you being right, being made right. All right, having a right standing with God. That means big right means God don't see your sin anymore, right? Not by our trying not to sin or trying to do good things, but by faith, right? We are made the righteousness of God by faith. Means I just believe. He said Jesus died for me in Second uh, Corinthians five twenty one. He who knew no sin, that means he he was he had no sin in him, became sin that we can become the righteousness of God. So it is just by believing. So helping you to understand exactly what that means this morning. So the true children of Abraham have the same faith as their father. And the scripture prophesied that on the basis of faith, God would declare Gentiles to be righteous. Okay, so for us, we are the Gentiles. All right? In the Bible, remember the three groups of people, the Jews whom God chose, whoever is not a Jew is a yeah, so we were all Gentiles before because there are no Jews here at the moment. <laughs> God may bring in some Jews later on, right? So, the Gentiles and then the third group, the new creation, the church, huh? not the building, you and me, who have received Jesus, that we are neither Jew nor Gentile. We are the new creation in Christ. God announced, so, he was going to, God is going to declare Gentiles. That's how we all came about. Okay, we were Gentiles and now we were made right by faith because everyone believed Jesus is the Son of God and died for you. God announced this good news ahead of time. So for the Jews, they had all the blessings because they were the chosen ones. The bad news for Gentiles, we were not chosen. <laughs> okay, so then became good news. By faith, we can be chosen. Alright, and we can receive the blessing of Abraham. Through your example of faith, all the nations will be blessed. So Abraham received a promise from God that he will be blessed, that God will bless him and he will be blessed and make his name great and his descendants will be as the sand of the, as the sea and the stars in the sky. And through Abraham, through his descendants, all the other nations, which include Malaysia, <laughs> Singapore, all right, or Cambodia, Myanmar, Indonesia, will be blessed. So throughout the whole world is blessed because of Abraham's blessing. So what's the difference between Abraham's blessing and the blessing of obeying commandments or the law? Okay. So those who now live by faith are blessed. Okay, so we are supposed to live by faith. Faith means believing God 
what he said, are blessed along with Abraham who lived by faith. And this is no new doctrine. That means that anyone who tries to live by his own effort, independent of God, is doomed to failure. So this is something not many have really understood. So we can say we believe Jesus, but in our own lives, we also are trying to work for our salvation, work for the blessings to come upon us. Scripture backs this up. Utterly cursed is every person who fails to carry out every detail written in the book of the law. This is the Mosaic law, all right? the Ten Commandments. So, utterly cursed. It's, normally, we would think this word curse is bad, right? Your curse means bad things happening to you. Anybody can give me an example what is bad thing? Yes, poverty is a curse. Lose something. Huh? Failure, okay. Huh? Huh? Sickness. Okay, so this is what y'all say, right? Now let's see what the Bible say, okay? It's not wrong, it's correct. <laughs> but be very, very clear what is curse. Because what Jesus did for us, alright, is how he removed the curse from our lives. Only he can do it and I'll show you today how. Otherwise, we will try to do it by our own self, to come out from poverty, to come out from sickness. Ah, okay, so it is by faith, not our own effort without God. So many people have come out of poverty without God. Can or not? Can. <laughs> you work very hard. They got a lot of money. There are many multi-billionaires around poverty, poverty in terms of material. They don't have poverty. In terms of money, they are amply supplied, right? So, but how? Without, they don't have Jesus, okay? Let's, they don't believe in God, or maybe they have a, just a belief, but they're using their own effort to make the money also can, okay? Sickness and disease also can, except for incurable diseases, okay? So we can go do all our, anyway, uh, make sure we are very healthy and all that, to by our own effort to be, well and whole. Okay? So now, it is not the person, bad things don't happen according to the Bible, Galatians 3, 10, utterly cursed. That means all the bad things. It's every person, normally we would say, who sin, right? Who sin. If someone sin and then got sickness, then we will say, ah, that person is cursed. Lah. Because her life, in his life, you have done very many bad things. Isn't that the normal thinking of the world? Yeah. So it said, <laughs> That means he deserves it. All right. In his life, you know, he, he do all the bad things. That means that so that's why he deserves to be cursed. All right. Or punished with either poverty or sickness or failed relationships or whatever. Anything that is bad. But the Bible, Paul says differently. Remember, Paul had a revelation from God himself about the new creation, about our redemption. And that's what he's... Utterly cursed is not everyone who fails to uh, be righteous or who sin against God. 
utterly cursed is everyone who fails to carry out every detail written in the book of the law. Okay? So if you don't obey the law, then you are cursed. But it's mainly for the Jews. The obvious impossibility of carrying out such a moral program should make it plain that no one can sustain a relationship with God that way. Right? That means they come near to God by obeying all the Ten Commandments. All right? And obeying the Ten Commandments, they feel that they are okay, they are righteous. All right, before God. So just now we saw Abraham got a different kind of righteousness. He believed that God, whatever God say, and do according to what God say. Okay, the person who lives in right relationship with God does it by, this is the faith one, by embracing what God arranges for him. Doing things for God is the opposite of entering into what God does for you. So this does not mean you don't do anything. That will come later. Okay, But this is to do something for God in order to be, in order to be, to be blessed, yeah, right? Because every human being wants to be blessed, right? And more so the Jews, okay? So to do something for him so that we can be blessed, but faith is embracing, just receiving what God has arranged. Okay, let's go further. Habakkuk said another prophet of God, had it right, the person who believes God is set right by God, and that's the real life. Rule-keeping does not naturally evolve into, evolve into living by faith, but only perpetuates itself in more and more rule-keeping, a fact observed in Scripture. The one who does these things, rule-keeping, continues to live by them. Christ redeemed us from that self-defeating, cursed life. A cursed life according to the understanding of the new creation, of what Jesus did for us by Paul, is that this, when we are defeated, right, when we feel we have to do a lot of things to gain favor from God, this is a cursed life. But Jesus Christ redeemed, brought, bought us back. Right? You know, redemption, you redeem the voucher, okay? you get back what belongs to you. Cursed life, absorbing it completely unto himself. So, we were formerly in this cursed life where the Jews had to obey all those commandments in order to be blessed. So this actually had nothing to do with the Gentiles. All right? It was the Mosaic law was given to the, the Ten Commandments were actually given to who? The Jews. And we all are, we were Gentiles. Okay? So actually nothing. But let's see how today in Christ, he brought everyone, Jews and Gentiles together by dying on the cross. Do you remember the scripture says, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So Jesus is the son of God. He is righteous, right? He has no sin. But he hangs on that tree. So in the laws of God to the Jews, it is a curse for whoever hang on the tree. All right? That person is under curse. So that's what happened to Jesus Christ. When he hang on the cross, he was cursed. He became a curse. All, right? all the bad things happened to him. So what bad things 
happened to him on the cross. He was righteous, no sin. Why was he cursed? Why was Jesus Christ had to hang on the tree and be cursed? This is what happened when Jesus was nailed to the cross. He became a curse and at the same time dissolved the curse. So Paul brought out right, the commandments whereby yeah, if you, uh, if you fail to obey even one part of the law, you, shall, you will be cursed, right? You live under the curse. So here, the curse of disobedience, right? All these bad things was nailed, Jesus nailed to the cross until he became that curse. And then he dissolved this curse of all the bad things that will happen to the Jews if they disobey. Because they are supposed to obey every detail of the law in order to be blessed. So these are curses for disobedience of the law. Now, because of that, the air is cleared and we can see that Abraham's blessing is present and available for non-Jews too. What is this Abraham's blessing? Huh? Okay, that is in the natural, inherit the whole world. But what is this Abraham's blessing different from the blessing of obedience to the commandments? Anyone? <laughs> Want to try? It's the same blessings, right? Huh? He was faithful. Ah? Mm. Faithful is also our, then our own doing something, then God bless. His faith, what his blessing is different. Here, okay, let's go into the Mosaic law of blessings first and, and uh, Deuteronomy 28. What is it, the curse that they all got from disobeying the law, the Ten Commandments? Okay, so most of you know the Ten Commandments quite well, yeah? <laughs> Some got history of putting Ten Commandments on their kid. But that is in the past already, okay? No more already. Because of lack of understanding. Okay, so we go to where the Bible talks about the Curses of disobedience. If you go through a bit, otherwise we have a, a vague idea of curse. And then believers can still live under curse and not realize that it's a curse. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's what happened. Deuteronomy 28, 15 onwards to the end. List down all the curses of 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 yeah, disobedience. So it's a lot. But today we, I will bring out most of it. So that if you see, you are that thing in the curse, this thing is happening on you. <laughs> it don't need to happen on you if you know the truth of Jesus already taken this curse. Okay, so it's by faith. The first 14 verses are blessings. 14, enough. But over here, about almost 50 verses of curses about a person who disobey the commandments of God. So here's what will happen. Put it in a message so it's more contemporary. You can understand what is it. 
Here's what will happen if you don't obey, obediently listen. Okay? So it's a listen to obey. All right? The voice of God, your God, and diligently keep all the commandments and guidelines that I'm commanding you today. So this is separate, right? It's for the Ten Commandments. All these curses will come down hard on you. I'm sure you don't want all this, right? But then, let's look at what are these curses when they don't listen properly <laughs> to God's word and obey God's word. <laughs> okay, you will have what? Okay, so this, when you see all this, God will curse you or God, it's not that God want to curse them. God allow it, okay? Because Jesus haven't come and remove, all right? The, the sin haven't paid the punishment for sin. So God allows it, but not God purposely put it, okay? All that happened because of sin. All these curses will come hard on you. First, curse in the city. Are you all in the city now? <laughs> Kuala Lumpur, Singapore, all right? Ah, that will be curse. Curse in the country. Anyone in the farm? <laughs> in the small towns, villages, Cambodia, Myanmar. Okay, so you say, ah, oh, city life, no good, so move to country. If it is obey God or the Jews, all right, or anyone disobey the commandment, they will be cursed also. Cannot run away. So country also curse, city also curse. Curse in your basket and your bread bowl. So this one is wherever you go, you are cursed. Then here, whatever your work of your hands, your basket and your bread bowl is like the, your, nutri your sustenance, right? What you work as, that's what you earn, that's what you make into uh, rice, buy rice and food and make bread. This one also curse. Later you will see what it means by being cursed here. Curse on your children. So those who have children, curse on them. The crops of your land, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flocks. Curse. So all this, whatever they do for sustenance, for living, are all curse. If they disobey. All right. So God's curse in your coming in, God's curse in your going out. Nowhere to run. <laughs> right? City go to country, country go to city, coming in, going out, all curse. If you disobey. Okay. Some more. Ah, so now you see, nowhere go, anywhere also cannot escape. Now what is the details of these curses? Okay. You'll be infected, I'll put it this way, all right? Or with disease. What is disease? Sickness and disease come from no ease, right? No rest, all right? So it's disease. Sicknesses is what we understand by it today. Wiping you off from the land that you are going in to possess. So God's promise that they were supposed to go in to possess the land, but they have all these commandments, and if they disobey them, then sicknesses is one of the curse. Okay, not what I say, huh? <laughs> Bible say, disease and sicknesses, is it a blessing or a curse? Curse, okay? So it is not a blessing, it's a curse. It's something good or something bad. Ah, then why got some Christians say, God give me this sickness to teach me a holiness. <laughs> to teach me how to understand people who are sick. Then it's a good thing, really, man? 
but obviously it is not according to the Bible. Okay, so be very clear. Sickness and disease has got nothing to do with God using it to teach us a lesson. Why? Because first, it's a curse. Second, Jesus died on the cross to take our sicknesses. That's why our disease sicknesses were put on him. He absorbed it. So whatever sickness, pain you have, Jesus took it on the cross, nailed it to the cross. He became the curse. He became that disease was put upon him. That's what it means. God will set consumption or allow consumption and consumption is what? Inflammation. Okay? In the body. Fever. Any one of you never had fever before? But when you have fever, what is it? According to Deuteronomy 28. It's a curse. <laughs> and then you accept the fever, huh? <laughs> it's okay, I feel go away. You know? Uh, fever is a curse. Rashes on your body. It's a curse. Seizures. Epilepsy and all that, right? What is it? It's a curse. Dehydration. <laughs> Dehydration. It's a curse. That's why we need to drink more water. And I, I'm not sure what is polite. And jaundice. Okay? So these are a few of the sicknesses and diseases that everyone also experienced before. Okay? But we just take it that it is part of life like that. Hmm? But to the Jews, Deuteronomy is very clear and it's already named there that these are curses. So today we are redeemed, Jesus said, right? He became the curse. They'll hunt you down until they kill you. <laughs> uh, fever, uh, COVID-19, hunt you down until they kill you. <laughs> which one, which verse do you prefer? That hunt you down. In, huh? Instead of this one, curses hunting you down. Right, all this sickness, disease, fever, all chasing after you. Oh, and then you say, why I got so many sicknesses one? <laughs> because they are hunting you down until they kill you. We have another verse in Psalm 23, right? Goodness and mercy shall hunt you down all the days of your life. So you must know the verses of <laughs> okay, uh, the scriptures in Christ. Okay, so it's terrible. When, you dis when they disobey God. Then some more. I pick up the main ones. God will hit you hard or you will be hit hard with boils of Egypt. Boils. Okay. It's a curse. It's not just a result of whatever, whatever, whatever. Right? Just one word. It's a curse. Okay? Hemorrhoids. Curse. Yeah, pals. Curse. Hunting you down. Hunting them down when they disobey God. Scat. Maybe something to do with the skin, right? And incurable itch. People live with it, right? <laughs> uh, eczema. And I've got names some more. Okay. So that day, that time, well, this was written. Don't have name yet, but the description of the sickness, the disease, or the curse. He'll make you go crazy and blind and see now. See now, it's a curse. <laughs> so if you are redeemed by Jesus, you don't need all, all this. cannot happen to you. shouldn't be happening to us. Right? So see now is what? 
old already and then forget everything, is it? <laughs> forget the name of your wife. Uh, so you forever remember her, Abigail, right? So this is a curse. That means what is opposite is, is not the curse, right? So this shouldn't happen to us. So we shouldn't say, I think I'm going to see now already. La. Oh, already. La. Ah, these are all you are, you are asking the curse to come upon you. Okay? Blind, crazy. I'm going crazy already. Oh, don't use all these words, okay? These are curses, okay? For disobedience. Next one. You will grope around in the middle of the day like a blind person, feeling his way through a lifetime of darkness. You will never get to where you are going. Not a day will go by that you are not abused and robbed. No one is going to help you. When you see the curse, you can see the opposite, the blessing, okay? Being robbed. It's a curse. Abuse. No one helping you. It's a curse of disobedience to the Jews at that time. It's like whole life in the dark. Don't know where we are going. It's a curse. When, when we used to live like that, and some even continue to live like this. <laughs> right? These are all curse. I don't know where I'm going. How can we don't know where you're going? Because you didn't come for... <laughs> study the bible that's why you don't know where you're going remember yesterday the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path so if you don't have the word then you don't know where you're going you're living under curse right so that means believers today we are saved by jesus shouldn't be not where don't know where we are going all right we exactly know where we are going where are we all going <laughs> okay. we go heaven right but on earth we are following the path to serve the lord right we have a purpose and a destiny in life that means we know where we are going okay got some more so many to type out all this is so very torturing for me <laughs> right but it has the lord wants us to know right we went through the holy spirit fire and all that after the fire, it's a revelation of God's word to set us free. We were set free in the anointing. Some of you received the joy, right? But then here, not yet set free. <laughs> okay, the mind, all right, not free. So the mind can only be set free through the word. So the Holy Spirit come in the anointing and the fire to set our spirit free. And then now the word become clearer so that we can set this mind free as well. You'll be hit with painful boils on your knees. So in the natural, it's like, oh, everybody grow old. As you grow, you will have knee problem. Yeah? And boils also, pain. Legs got pain. As everyone have leg pain. Okay? What's that? A curse. A curse. How do you handle these type of things? Don't accept them because Jesus already removed it. And we will see more clearly. No healing or relief from head to foot. Wow. <laughs> very sunful. Uh. You read also, you feel very... Oh, now I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> head to foot. Oh, you, you only got head and then all this. All. So how to sleep, how to rest. Pain all over from top to bottom. Miserable life, miserable body, right? But some people are okay with it. <laughs> okay, today... Holy Spirit, God tells us, do not be okay with it anymore, right? Because they were our curses and they were put on our Lord Jesus. Otherwise, he would have died in vain. 
I take the pain from you and then you still holding on to that pain. <laughs> so I wasted. Right? The Bible also says that Jesus would have died in vain. But today we let's know everything that Jesus took on the cross, the curses. You plant sex and sex of seed in the field, but get almost nothing. The grasshoppers will devour it. This is the hardworking farmer, right? The hardworking person. You say, I work so hard day and night, never sleep all. Only sleep two hours. Work and work and work. And then seems that the money run out. Still don't have enough. Still got nothing. Get almost nothing. Not ex totally nothing. Almost nothing. Right? There are pestilence. You know, there are people who are competitors. Right? Steal your business. Okay, all this. You plant and hold and prune vineyards but won't drink or put up any wine. The worms will devour them. Just like uh, the verse in Malachi. Right? So, all these are curses. Okay? Now, so many more. <laughs> you have groves of olive trees everywhere. Also, oh, you plant already. It's very nice, very good. But you have no oil to rub on your face or hands. The olives will have fallen off. You have sons and daughters, all premature. All, right? all those things that are supposed to last, which doesn't last. Your sons and daughters, and they won't be yours for long. They'll go off to captivity. Locusts will take over all your trees and your crops. And these are curses. Okay? You lose your sons and daughters. You have many, but they are not with you. <laughs> right? They are somewhere in drugs taken by the devil or by the world. Okay? They are not close to, to you. They are not there for you. They are not for long. Only when they are babies. When they grow up, they all go their own way. They are taken into captivity. What kind of captivity? Drugs, sin, all right, into the world. This is a curse. The foreigner, uh, I already skipped some. Uh, the foreigner who lives among you will climb the ladder. <laughs> so those of you working in office, you all know this term, right? Climb the ladder. <laughs> and then you climb, 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 someone come and climb higher than you. And then you have what you call politics, right? They poke you, they stab you at the back. And they go higher and higher, but you go deeper and deeper into the hole. <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you work in a big office or even two, two, two staff, you, already you have this happening, right? Someone can stab you in the back. And then you go into the hole. No favor with your boss, right? That is a curse. You will... He'll lend to you, you won't lend to him. He'll be the head and you'll be the tail. So imagine believers become the tail <laughs> in the office, right? The boss don't see you at all. You are the last, don't bother about you. And then others are getting the favor. Is that a, a blessing? Huh, no, it's a curse. Because another curse, huh? Because you didn't serve God, your God out of the joy and goodness of your heart in the great abundance, you have to serve your enemies whom God sent against you. So this means that the, the people serving God didn't serve out of joy. <laughs> and goodness of heart, they do it because they have to do. And what happened? A curse come upon them. They will serve enemies. Is this serious, huh? You want to... Go under the commandments. <laughs> this will happen to you. 
That's why Paul says, right? Every part of the law. Jesus said, if one little dot you fail, right, everything comes back to you, right? The curses of disobedience. Life will be famine and drought. No food to eat. Ah, don't worry. Ah, Rachel got a lot of food to eat. <laughs> huh? Huh? people is a bad thing to do. Okay? Mm. But this is the curse that happened to a person when they disobey the law. But I'm going to show you how to get out of this. Life will be famine and drought, very dry, wrecks and wretchedness. Then he put on you iron yoke on your neck till you are destroyed. So, yes, God will raise up a faraway nation against you, swooping down on you like an eagle, a nation whose language you don't understand. Mean people, cruel to grandmothers and babies. They'll ravish the young of your animals and the crops of your fields until they are destroyed. They leave nothing behind. No grain, no wine, no oil, no calf, no lambs, and finally, no you. <laughs> totally makan semua. <laughs> right? They say, wow, they want to eat me up. Ah. Oh, so you have enemies that want to eat you up until you are no more in this world. So they push you to the place of commit suicide. Also can. This is a curse for the Jews who have the law. Yes, God will raise up. Is it the same one? Okay, message is a bit hard to take out. Uh, next one. They will lay siege to you while they are huddled behind your town gates. They will knock those high proud walls flat. Those walls behind which you felt so safe. There's no safe place. Remember, your curse coming in, coming, going out. So you can build walls of protection. You can build millions of dollars around you and think that you're very safe. You've got fixed deposit here, fixed deposit there, everywhere deposit. Then the bank collapse, no more your deposit. <laughs> Gone. Okay? So these walls, we think we are safe, can collapse anytime. They'll siege to your fortified cities all over the country. They'll lay siege this country that God has given you. Nowhere is safe. If you don't diligently keep all the words of this revelation, the law, okay? So you can see from verse what? Just now was verse 15 until now 61. Actually, there's another one, 62. Uh, or 60 something, some more. So how many curses already? If you don't diligently keep all the words of this revelation written in this book, living in holy or before the name, glorious, God, your God, will pound on you, will allow, correct? All these catastrophes, you and your children, huge, interminable catastrophes, hideous, interminable diseases. All right, diseases that are long-lasting, cannot cure. He'll bring back and stick you with every malady that once terrorized you. The, every disease, catastrophe imaginable, things not even written in this book, God will bring on you until you are destroyed. So it covers AIDS, all diseases today, COVID-19, all right, that, that time don't have, don't have name. Actually have, but don't have name. So now names are given to them, which is, that means all the curses for up to Jesus come, all already named inside these curses of disobedience to the commandments. And this is how things will end up, this type of ending. <laughs> if you follow the law to obey, to get blessed, this is the ending. 
Just as God once enjoyed you and took pleasure in making life good for you, giving you many children, so you will be cleared off, rid off from this earth. You'll be rid out of the, every soul that you enter in to possess. You'll be scattered, right, to the four winds from one end of the earth to the other. Some more. Okay. We worship all kinds of other gods. From disobedience, they will be led away to worship other gods. Okay, that's why all everyone was we all under curse as we were worship, worshiping other gods. Gods neither you nor your parents ever heard of. <laughs> right? In so many religions today, there are so many gods. Okay. The wood and the stone, no god. But you won't find a home there. You'll not be able to settle down. Hmm. If you have no rest, cannot settle down, that's a curse. God will, you will have a restless heart. Ah, anyone here got restless heart? Should be no more already, okay? <laughs> In Christ. If you still feel very restless at home or wherever you are, it's a part of the curse. Longing eyes. The one longing for good food one is okay. <laughs> for Rachel. Okay. Longing eyes. That means always like never satisfied. Okay. You will see your neighbor has something and you long for that. See someone have this car, this house, and you long for it. Okay. Never satisfied. That is a curse. A homesick soul. You will live. That's why Christianity is not this religion where Wherever you are, in the country or out of the country, you are not homesick soul. <laughs> because our only homesick, we are homesick for where? Huh? Yeah, that's the only place we can allow to have homesickness. Because everything in this world doesn't temporary. It's not our home. So if you have put everything into your house, into your family and everything, Sorry for you. <laughs> okay, the homesick soul, right? The hold on to the things of this world, all right? Even your parents, your children, and all that. They are not ours. They're given for us to enjoy this world, but eventually, when we go to heaven, there's no more all this relationship. You just know them. There's no more male, no female, no husband, no wife there. Sorry. <laughs> if you all feel that that is the most important thing in your life. That's not, right? Our life here on earth, the most important thing is knowing Him, right? Jesus Christ, because in heaven don't have. What is eternal in heaven is our relationship our, with God, with Jesus, our redemption that Jesus bought us, okay? So you won't find a home there. You'll not be able to settle down. God will give you a restless heart, longing eyes. You will live in constant jeopardy, terrified by every shadow, uh, not never knowing what you'll meet around the next corner. This is horrible. Life of fear. You go anywhere, you're scared. Maybe Along come. <laughs> or whoever. Bad thing. You go out. You have to pray up and down. You know, confess all the scripture before you leave the house. You should confess the scripture while you are. <laughs> you know, to know it is supposed to be in your heart, not when you go out of the house. See? That's the difference. When we take God's word like a a, a magic chanting like that, you have to wear the fool. Uh. <laughs> so so uh, for Christians, they wear the cross. Whoa, big one. The bigger. <laughs> the bigger, the safer. <laughs> what happened? All these things we think can protect us because we're still living under fear. 
panic attacks. They are all curses, curses of disobedience to the law, right? Actually, it means curses of self-effort. Right? Disobedience to the law is I'm trying to fulfill, I'm trying to be good, I'm trying to be a righteous person. So they'll end up or self-trying, self-effort will have all these things happen. Okay, this is the result. You will live in constant, terrified of every shadow. Actually, it's just your husband passed by. <laughs> but because you live in fear, you thought a uh, uh, robber passed by. <laughs> okay, so that is not the life, right? You think it's a devil there in your house uh, all the time. Got devils here, devils there. That is a curse, that you're living under curse. Okay, because you need to know the truth of what we are living under today in Christ. So this fear thing, Will never, you'll never be terrified anymore. You can go out confidently without fear of somebody snatch your back, somebody kill you, rape you. No more. Because all these fear, terri terrifying fears of every shadow doesn't belong to us. It's a curse. Yeah? Not knowing who we'll meet around the corner. Who will we meet around the corner in Christ? Have you all met any? scary person around the corner, but you met angels, <laughs> right? That's how we live our life today in Christ, okay? Because these are all curses. So even your office mates and all that, you don't need to be scared of who you're going to meet that is going to do something around. If that is fear, you're still under curse. <laughs> yeah, that is Hollywood, right? <laughs> so how they do deliverance, right? The priest with a big cross. Okay, so it is all in things. But today, it is in our relationship and our new, remember Galatians? Your new life starts today when the Holy Spirit gave birth to you. Now, some more. <sighs> Going to end already. I cut off a lot already. In the morning, you will say, I wish it were evening. In the evening, you will say, I wish it were morning. Afraid, terrorized at what's coming next. Afraid, fear of the unknown because of the sights you've witnessed. You all haven't experienced this? Huh? <laughs> yeah, so uh, everyone have their own experience of this. I believe if you have grown up a little bit, <laughs> you will have some experience of this, right? I have experience of this for uh, six over years, every day for six over years. I wish that evening will come. I wish I don't have to go through the whole day. Then the next, then I wish no need to get up. <laughs> because when you get up, you're going to face everything again. <laughs> then, <laughs> okay, so that means you are not, it's your, there's a lot of fear, okay? Some things are happening that you wish you don't have to go through anymore today to face the day again, all right? There are a lot of different things, okay? Different people experience how long and whatever, but this is a, a curse, okay? A curse of, huh? Oh, <laughs> no need to get up because you enjoy the sleep, it's okay. <laughs> no need to get up because you don't want to face the day. Ah, that is the result of a, a curse. Okay, It is not what me God meant for us, but it's a curse. So sometimes we live under this 
unknowingly. And how do we get out of all this today? Right? Terrorize what is coming next, not knowing what is next because of all the things that are happening, all the bad things. Afraid of the unknown. Another curse, okay, that is uh, from Deuteronomy, almost how many? 50 over. Hmm? Describing everyday situations. And then there is one more, which is called the generation curse. Okay, it's in Numbers, it's also in Exodus, where it states very clearly, the Lord is long-suffering, slow to anger, abundant in mercy. It's all about the law, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the third and fourth generation. Now, this has caused a lot of havoc. Okay? But know where this comes from. This is a curse of also disobedience. When these people were living under law, meaning that in order to be blessed, they need to obey all the commandments to be blessed so that don't have all these curses come upon them. And one of these is this. Jesus, uh, God, under that time, Old Covenant, it's called Old Covenant, where Jesus haven't come and died for us yet, this will happen. All right, The sin of the parents will go down three generations from the children to the third, fourth generation, sorry, third and the fourth generation. That means your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-grandchildren. So they will suffer what type of curses? Just now you read, right? What type of curses? Sickness, disease, anxiety, panic attacks, uh, all kinds of diseases, not yet named. All this will happen up to the fourth generation. This is curse or blessing? curse of disobedience to the law. Alright, so how all these curses, just now we read, no longer apply today if we are in Christ. Bring it back again, I already showed just now. Christ, Christ purchased. So a curse is like a prison. Okay, of, as a result of sin, disobedience, this is what happened, but Christ has to buy back our freedom by his blood, by redeeming us our, from the curse. From what? The curse. The doom of the law and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree or is crucified. And you can find the original verse in Deuteronomy 21, 23. So, all those curses, just now we read Deuteronomy 28, 15 onwards until 60 plus, and also in Numbers about the generation curse. What happened to them 2,000 years ago when Jesus came and hung on the cross? What happened to them? To those curses of disobedience? Ah, he was put upon Jesus. All the curses, he became that curse for us. That curse of disobedience, of sickness, disease, attacks, and all that. Jesus already settled it once and for all on the cross. To the end that through they are receiving Christ Jesus, the blessing of promise to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. So we were all the non-Jews. 
so that we, through faith, might all work for it, receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit. So, how to understand this one? Do you remember first in the Garden of Eden? When God gave the commandment to Adam, right? And said that you can eat all the fruit of the trees here, except one tree cannot eat, which is the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For in that day that you eat, you will be, you will die. Die equivalent to, and then all the curses came upon mankind, right? So what did Adam do? He just ate a fruit, just like Rachel eat uh, uh, apple. <laughs> yeah, 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 she's going to say apple. But in the garden, it's not apple, okay? Just a fruit, didn't say what it is, right? So you eat apple, then your father punish you. <laughs> Snow White story. Does it make sense? Just by eating an apple or a fruit, you are sentenced to death and you are cursed. Ah, okay. But in Adam, in the garden, is it? He received the curse and whole mankind was cursed. The land was cursed. Everything was cursed. Was it because he ate the fruit? Disobedience. All right. Disobedience. He disobeyed. God gave him a very simple commandment. All right. To give him free choice. Right? And also the trees got represent two things. Just now we also read, right? The tree of knowledge, fruit of the tree of knowledge and good and evil is that he himself thinks now he can, he know everything. He can make decisions. He don't need God because he know what is good, what is evil by himself. The tree of life, if we were to take, is like Jesus, depending on God. I don't want to depend on my own cleverness. <laughs> okay? Man's own intelligence. What I think is right. Ah, so we have you know, if we live very long, maybe we'll see. I tell you, I eat more what? Grain than you eat rice, uh, uh, salt. <laughs> so, what I say is right. Is there anyone in this Zoom and here that never think that you are right? You always think we are right one, right? <laughs> Correct? Very rare you are somebody. Uh, I, I don't know, I'm not sure. But rather, we always say, I'm right. Uh. I already learned already, do before already. You follow what I say. Okay, that is the own self ability, all right? Own righteousness. We always think we are right and comes from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Because we think we know what is good and what is bad. When we come up from that, all right, to depend on God, take the tree of life from Jesus, his word, then we are set free from this uh, predicament of what we think is right. <clears throat> so, after Adam, Okay. Sin of disobedience, disobey God, and then became cursed. Before, okay, let's continue first. Can I put it in? I think got somewhere. And we will go on. We are all able to receive God's life, His Spirit, in and with us, believing just the way Abraham received it. <clears throat> so we are going to receive. Through Jesus being a curse, all those curses that we read in Deuteronomy and Numbers, and De that 
through Jesus being made a curse, all these are dissolved. No more already. It ceases to exist in your life. That means sickness ceases to exist. Fear ceases to exist. How? Just by believing, correct? The believing that that verse itself, that Jesus took all our sins and that now through Him, we are blessed. Ah, okay, this is what uh, helped you to go through. Continue a bit. Friends, let me give you an example from everyday affairs of the free life I'm talking about. Okay, this is a real freedom. Once a person's will has been signed, no one else can annul it or add it. So this is the everyday life. You sign a will. You prepare a will in case you die. Then what will happen? Your, all your things go where? Now, the promises were made to Abraham and to his descendants. You will observe that in scripture, in the careful language of a legal document, does not say descendants, referring to everybody in general, but to your descendant, referring to Christ. So to the promise of blessing was given to Abraham and to his descendant. Actually, it's to Christ. This is the way I interpret it. A will earlier signed by God is not annulled by a, an addendum attached 430 years later, thereby negating the promise of the will. So these are legal terms, all right? So you have a will, but even an addendum is an addition uh, clauses, okay? Attached 430 years later. Why 430 years later? From Abraham to Moses, there was a lapse of 430 years, okay? So know this addendum with its instructions. So Abraham is before the Ten Commandments. Okay, 430 years before the Ten Commandments were given to Moses or to the children of Israel through Moses. So with its instructions and regulations has nothing to do with the promised inheritance in the will. So Abraham was given a blessing or a promise that he will be blessed. Moses was given the law or the commandments, the Ten Commandments, that if they obey, they will be blessed. Already? Anything? Thing already? Inside your brain? <laughs> your heart? Not yet thing. Light shine already between these two? No thing? <laughs> Abraham received the blessing by promise that he will, he will be blessed, his descendants, and through him. 430 years later, Moses received the commandments and the law, also blessing. But it includes curses as a result if they disobey those commandments. Anything now? Still not yet thing? <laughs> thing means like revelation? What? What is promise mean? Promise means what? No. Com compared to the law that says you will be blessed only if you obey, right? Only if you obey. What was, how was uh, Moses, uh, sorry, Abraham's uh, blessing given to him? 
means that there were no conditions given there. <laughs> okay, because why do they very hard to understand? Because you promise people you also got condition. Ah, our man, all right, human being, we promise people, we promise our children, but still you must behave, huh? And then we call that a promise. Correct? So we say, I promise, all right, to give you this and this, but there's always a but. Because of our human nature like that, we have lost the real meaning of promise according to what God the way he promised. God promised something, he has no condition. Okay? No condition. He said, I will bless you. Were there any commandments given? No. The only first part is that you leave your parents' house, you go to a new place. He don't know where he's going. Right? But he heard and he just obeyed. That's about it. Then after that, only the blessing come. It's not the blessing come, if he obeyed, right? So he just followed that thing. Then the blessing, the promise came that you will be blessed. I'll bless you, Rachel. Amen. <laughs> she just said, by stripes, I'm healed, Rachel. Right? So when it was given before the Mosaic Law, 430 years later, earlier, it was without condition because there's no law given to Abraham. <clears throat> so that is the difference. The promise and the law one, the Ten Commandments, is you have to work for it. Okay? Which is also part of what the people wanted, also part of uh, helping them. You will see why the law was given. Okay? So, next. Okay. What is the point then of the law, the attached addendum? So, earlier got no attachment in the promise, right, given to Abraham. Then the 430 years later, the law came through Moses, the Ten Commandments and the Moral Law. That was like an attached addendum. It was a thoughtful addition to the original covenant promises made to Abraham. The purpose of the law was to keep a sinful people in the way of salvation until Christ, the descendant, Right? To say to your descendant, which is actually one person, Christ, came inheriting the promises and distributing them to us. At the same time, Christ, in another verse, he said, He fulfilled the law. Right? He did not uh, uh, go against the law, He fulfilled it because the fulfillment of all the laws and commandments will bring about the blessings yeah, that is attached to the commandments and no human being can do it properly that's why you have the atonement the priestly uh, practice of coming in you have sins to cover your sins and all that because no one could be perfectly follow all the commandments so they still have sin and to cover their sin they offer a lamb to bring to the high priest to burn it as a sacrifice and then their sins are covered the blessing come upon them for one year then next year they have to repeat and repeat the whole thing until the final lamb comes. Final sacrifice is Jesus Christ our Lord. So that is the way he redeemed us. right? He paid for our freedom from these curses. Okay? From these uh, wages of sin. It's death. So Jesus now came and inherited the promises. How? By obeying the law. He didn't just inherit the promise. He fulfilled all the 
laws because he was perfect. He had no sin. He was the only person was able to fulfill all the commandments and all the requirements of God's holy character. Then now, after he fulfilled the law, he inherited the promise of Abraham that was given to Abraham without condition. God just chose Abraham. Yeah? And then, now he distributes to us. So it's like we are beneficiary. Okay? Jesus made, God made, a, that's why it's called new covenant. God made a covenant with Jesus on the cross. When Jesus obeyed God to go to the cross and die for us, take the punishment for us, there is a, a blessing of obedience, but not to the law at first, to this world, to God's commandment, the same one that he gave to Adam. He obeyed it, he followed, and he took our sin and died for us, and therefore he, have, he earned, he inherited the promise that was given to Abraham, and now he gave it all to us. Both he in both Abraham's blessing and the blessings from obeying the law. So there are two types. Okay? Abraham's blessing, very wide, but no condition. Moses' law blessings or the blessings of the law of God, the blessings from obedience to the law coming through Moses has got conditions, but if, you, if the Israelites obey, they will be blessed. If they disobey, they will be cursed. Alright, so today you have both. That's why Deuteronomy blessing can now be our blessing. Because Jesus also did that for us. He fulfilled the law part. For Abraham's part, he came, he is the promised seed in Abraham's blessing. He said, I promise to make you great and all that and to you and your descendant, which is actually Jesus Christ coming from the line of Abraham. So he also inherited that promise. He, inher he, he inherited the, the blessings of the obedience to the law and both now he gave to us. So in a, a covenant agreement that you sign with, with someone, it's a beneficiary, right? If you, when you die already, all your assets go to someone. So if for a will to, to have that effect, the person must die. So Jesus died on the cross. After his death of fulfilling God's commandments and laws and obeying a simple instruction from God to come and die for man, now the beneficiary of this new contract, this new covenant, so just now we, why we partake communion, he says that this is the new covenant in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. We are the beneficiary. How many of you like to be the beneficiary of someone very rich? <laughs> they make a will and then they put your name there. When they die, you take everything. That's what happened. Alright, that's called New Covenant. It, it, it entails someone who is qualified to die and then we get all the blessing. And that's what happened. All, all that happened is Jesus died. We believe that he died for you and all the blessings, both from Abraham, which is unconditional, and from without you having to obey the law, is yours. Just by believing Jesus. 
the curse has no more power over your life. So you can actually reject it by the verse, by the promise of God. Obviously, this law was not a first-hand encounter with God. It was arranged by angelic messengers to middleman Moses. At Sinai, the people are not dealing with God, but the original promise is a direct blessing of God received by faith. It is a uh, Abrahamic blessing or promise. If such is the case, is the law then anti-promise? A negation of God's will for us? Not at all. Nothing is wrong with the law, right? Its purpose was to make obvious to everyone that we are in ourselves out of right relationship with God. And therefore, to show us the futility of devising some religious system for getting by our own efforts, what we can only get by waiting in faith for God to complete His promise. So the law was given like a, uh, to guide us, to help us see that we cannot get all these blessings by our own self, but rather not by your own efforts, but just by faith, believing in what Christ has done. If any kind of rule-keeping had power to create life in us, so that's why Galatians 3, just now we started, the, you have begun in the Spirit. Only the Spirit can give life. Today what we have is not just blessing, it's life. Right? Just now you see, what, where do, what kind of life morning, wake up, you wish it's evening. And then you're fearful, shadow, so scared. Uh, got sickness, got disease, all on the body. Is that life? Yeah, that's why people say, I'd rather die, right? After two, a lot of suffering. But you don't realize that Jesus died for them so that they can have life. So it is not blessing first, but life first. When you have this life, the blessings of life are there in Christ. That's why Jesus said, I come to give you not blessing. He said, I come to give you life, right? And when you have received this new life by faith, you don't even know what he, Jesus gives you yet. When you receive the Lord, right? You just said, somebody just tell you the gospel. Jesus is son of God. He loved you. He died for you. You want to receive him as your Lord and Savior? You say, yes. You don't think of, is he going to give me a house? Is he going to give me a million dollars? But you heard this word, life, right? And you know that your life is miserable. And that's when we know we, we need this person, Jesus, to give us a new life. And it's a new life first coming from the spirit, the new spirit man he gave us. So rule keeping cannot have create life. It can create money. <laughs> All right? Create a bank account, create houses, create children, but you've got no relationship with the children. There's no life. Plenty and plenty of children, all of them desert you. Okay? So that is not life. But the power to create life, only the one who is the source of life can give this life to us. Where you always laugh all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's life. Right? That's the joy. And the, you're peaceful. You're not afraid of the future. All those are curses, remember? Yeah. Okay. Next. Until the time we were mature enough to respond freely in faith to the living God. Now he's talking about the Jewish Christians, Jewish believers. Okay, We were carefully surrounded and protected by the Mosaic law. Actually, this is all about the Jews. Okay? The Jews in Galatia who have become, who have received 
the Lord. And then they want to go back to the law. Okay? Or rather, go back to the law, that means they want to get the blessings by following, obeying the law. So he says, we were all surrounded and protected by the law. The law or Mosaic law. The law was like those Greek tutors with which you are familiar who escort children to school. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, Ruth, right? You escort, or at least you drive to drop them there. <laughs> and protect them from danger or distraction. Uh, so Ruth will protect Derek and uh, Esther. Making sure the children will really get to the place they set out for. So the Mosaic law was to guide the children of Israel because Jesus haven't died yet. They have not been redeemed from the uh, curse. So the instructions were to follow the moral laws of what to eat, what not to eat, is to help them, keep them safe, keep them clean from sickness and disease if they just follow. Okay? So they are like tutors, guiding instructions that they are to follow until Jesus comes. But now... Now, all right, they have received Jesus. Now, he tells the Jewish uh, believers at Galatia, you have ar <coughs> arrived at your destination. Where? What was the destination? Not a physical destination. What do you think that destination was? Why they obey the Lord? To? To be? Yes, to be blessed. So the destination was blessing. Yeah, they want to, to get blessing, so they have to obey the law. But today, we are blessed without having to obey any law. Our blessing is just believing Jesus. That's by faith. I believe you redeem me. You saved me. And today, I'm blessed in Christ. Yeah? His new life is our life. And how does this new life come? Let's see. Eh? By faith, so you have arrived because they already have Christ. Christ is the destination. It's the, it's the, 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 the blessing that we're all looking for. Of course, the Jews missed it. Lah, right? As Christ as the Messiah. But today, the gospel went out to the Gentiles to tell us that we have arrived at the destination. So you want blessing? It's not obeying the law. The blessing is in Christ. Knowing who Christ is, what he did, and who you are as a new creation in Christ. That is the arrival, the destination. To be blessed. And that's the last verse in the New Testament also. Blessed. By faith in Christ, you are in direct relationship with God. You don't have to go through the high priest or any priest, okay? Or anyone. You are now having direct relationship. You can talk to God. You can fellowship with Him. Your baptism in Christ was just not washing you up for a fresh start. It is involved. It also involves dressing you in adult faith wardrobe. Christ's life, the fulfillment of God's original promise. The life of Christ, if you can see how when He lived on this earth, was a life without fear. <laughs> without fear of lack, without sickness, without pain. In fact, he was a blessing to others. He can command the devils to come out, right? He can walk anywhere and not be having a big safe deposit or whatever. He don't need. 
his safe deposit is in heaven. Yeah, he knows he's a carefree life. Yeah, even he have to pay tax. He just tell the go to the sea, catch one fish. The amount is quite big one, huh? <laughs> that coin, right? It's not our five cent coin that we uh, drop everywhere. Okay? So he is amply supplied, totally confident, completely blessed. You can see Jesus didn't live under any curse that we read just now. No sickness, no pain, no fear, no wish tomorrow, to, uh, morning come, evening better come. <laughs> you, know, you don't have Jesus' uh, words saying that, oh, my disciples, I wish that, you know, now is evening. But it is the experience of the Jews when they disobey. They will go under the curses and these are the things they wish. So Jesus was completely blessed. He's the son of God. And this is what he gives us. Okay? It's all in the promise. In Christ's family, there can be no division into Jew and non-Jew, slave or free, male or female. So, don't have, huh? <laughs> Today, we are all new creation. No slave, no free, all free. Male, no female. We're all equal. They, we all have in common relationship because our common denominator is Jesus Christ. We are all in Christ. Okay, not in the law, not out of the law. We are all in Christ. And since you are Christ's family, you are Abraham's famous descendant because of Christ, right? He is that descendant. And we are all in him. We come from Christ. Now we are all heirs, not heirs, <laughs> according to the covenant promises. Okay, so the covenant promises, we have one with Abraham. Why is it now ours? Okay, through Jesus Christ. Then you also have promises of the Deuteronomy 28. It's also ours because Jesus fulfilled the law. If you listen obediently, so uh, before I go to this, I want to bring out one point here. The verse said out earlier already. So Galatians 3, I mean 13 and 14, it says that through, through Jesus Christ now, you will receive the blessing of Abraham, the gift of the, the promise of the Holy Spirit. So if, if you think of blessings of Abraham in terms of uh, what you can feel and touch, it's all the blessings of this material world. But what the revelation from Paul is that the blessing of Abraham come upon us Gentiles by faith through why Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is like the one who give all the blessings of Abraham. Why Holy Spirit? Why he didn't say, you know, you receive all the blessings of Abraham, full stop. And then the blessings of Abraham become all those things, right? The, the, the inheritance, the wealth. But it says through the Holy Spirit. You all remember that verse? Yeah. You didn't put it down. Why? <laughs> Blessing, we always think of. Whatever material we get. Right? First thing you say, oh, bless. Then you think of money, health. But when God thinks of blessing, He thinks of different. Spiritual, it will manifest through natural. How to start off the flow of God's blessing in our life? 
Just now I said, life. He has to give us life because we were all dead. And who can give us life? Holy Spirit. So in order to have all these blessings, the first thing that needs to happen is born again through Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the one who gave us the new life. Yeah, God, He gave you, He came in and lived with you, gave you the power to have a totally new life. A new spirit is a new life. So from the Holy Spirit, you begin to really live the life because we are no longer living by instructions. So I have to tell you, go to eat, go to do this, go to do that. That was under the law, right? In order to protect them, keep them safe and blessed, they have to follow outside instruction. Today, we have Jesus, fill yourself with the word, and then you have Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is there to do what? Yes, to speak to you. This is the way, walk you in it. This is not the way. So you need the word, as the, like the train, the track, and then the Holy Spirit will tell you things that are not written there. Alright, like who to marry, you know. <laughs> okay, what to do, what to give with the money that all belong to Him. Yeah, He will begin to be your guide. Guide means He talks to you, right? And means that you also can hear, right? If you cannot hear Holy Spirit, ah, that's why we need to come for Holy Spirit power feast. <laughs> more and more. Alright, and every time we have meeting, right? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. We feel more. He is the one who is going to speak to us, guide us. And not the instruction. So say, should I do this or should I not do this? Go and find a manual, the instruction, Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Oh, then don't kill. I want to kill this person. But Ten Commandments say don't kill. But today we are not going to be led by the Ten Commandments. Today, the Commandments are put inside our heart. We have a new heart. So now, you have also a new person living inside you. And you first, you don't have the desire to kill anymore. But the thoughts still come because last time you like to kill. <laughs> okay, Killing maybe was your profession. Right? But after you're born again, this desire no more. And then you also can hear a voice. No, la, you don't want to kill anymore. Ah, Who is that? Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay. So Holy Spirit now becomes your guide, your, your instructor instead of the written code of regulations, what to do, what not to do. They don't guide you. So you have people who always ask you what's instruction, what to do, what to do, what not to do. Okay. Today he have Holy Spirit turn to him. Ask him. He will talk to you. Get acquainted with this person, Holy Spirit. That's why you have in the power feast we learn about the gifts. Right? The word of knowledge, word of wisdom, a lot, a lot. And the fruits all come from Holy Spirit. This is the life. The Holy Spirit living in us will lead us into the blessings of Abraham, right? Which is to possess this earth, right? To enjoy this life and not live a life of pleasure, but pleasure. Why? Because if you make the wrong turn, Holy Spirit will help you come back to the right turn. So in our spirit, Jesus needs to be there. That's why the word needs to be there. Then the Holy Spirit, he said, I will come and remind you of what Jesus did of the word. So as you put there, he will tell you the things that are same as what the word of God tells you. Which is, right, Jesus in us and Holy Spirit. So you got Holy Spirit guide you. Okay? 
Amen. So this is called life. If not, every time you have to buy the law. <laughs> and then, oh, should I do this? Go check. Right now, the new covenant is God's desires. Nothing is wrong with the law. And the Torah is more than the Ten, Com uh, more than the Ten Commandments, right? It's the instructions, right? Do you have the desire now to do, and you can distinguish between right and wrong or whatever, but it's not about that anymore, right? So we no longer led by these Ten Commandments, neither do we judge anyone by Ten Commandments. All have the freedom of life in Christ when where, which is, the Bible says Galatians later on says that love, agape, ahava, right? Where there is no more law there, right? You love, so you don't do something against your wife, your husband, agape love. You love, so you don't kill. Huh? Ah, because under the law, okay? So that part, all right, is a wrong teaching, okay, where we, that's why the word of God, you need to divide properly. What is not for us? Okay, so we don't treat each other, thou shall not lie. <laughs> but you have a... Ah. <laughs> ah, but that is one of the commandments that still... I mean, actually, all are still there. All right, but Ephesians, Paul says, this is one commandment that comes with a promise of long life yeah? and it's still applicable but actually all the laws are fulfilled that's why all the blessings are there all where in the hands of jesus right he was the only one who was able to obey everything so he has all the blessings remember and then he distributes to us now you are beneficiary okay of these blessings by faith so you inherited abraham's blessing by faith no condition jesus uh, blessings from the obedience also receive. Okay, so now we go back to, don't have to be scared of those uh, curses already. Okay, we go to the blessings. Only got six is enough to cover you for your whole lifetime. <laughs> no, don't live under the 50 curses or 60 curses there anymore. If you listen obediently to the voice of our God, your God, and heartily obey all this that command you or place you high above the nations of the earth. So this was still under law. Today, who obeyed? Jesus. Yeah, so Jesus fulfilled the law. He obeyed it for, on our behalf. Uh, good or not? Someone do for you. Right, your coco? Listen to a, a commandment and then do and then you get the blessing. You get to eat as much as you like. You can go for dinner. <laughs> okay, all these, all these curses, all these blessings will come down on who? On you, not on what you do, on you. So that's why when we go to a, a working place or whatever, you, you join the company, wow, the company bless. You leave the company, uh, <laughs> may not be so blessed. You go to a shop, right? It really happens, right? And then after that, you see that uh, so many uh, customers come in after you. the favor the blessings are on you right because of faith you didn't do anything right because you believe jesus then then they will spread out beyond you because you responded to the voice of god so this is also jesus had done it but in our heart our new heart we also want to 
obey God already. Okay, we want to follow. The uh, bringing uh, just came to me. Tithing is not under the Mosaic law, although it was there. But tithing happened Abraham's time. Okay, that's why we still tithe today. If it is under Moses' law, then no, no more. Right? Because we don't have to do anything under Moses' law. But actually, it's in our heart. Giving is honor. Yeah, I like what uh, Abigail shared with me the other day. Right? In her natural, she already understood. So it's in that everything that she has actually belonged to her mother. <laughs> so, I mean, that was her practice. Lah. Not everyone may have practiced that. So when I shared that, Everything that we have is what we say. Everything that we have includes our clothes, our time, our money. Because Jesus purchased our freedom already. Freedom from money as well, from fear. Why are we scared to give? Because of fear of no money, right? So when we have this revelation that all we have belongs to God, God gave it to us. So when the 10% that belongs to God, which is not in the law, Mosaic law, I mean, it was put in later, but it came into practice. Abraham's time, or actually earlier, where Cain and Abel were taught by Adam how to give to God. Yeah? And therefore, because we were all created by God, God is the source. So, uh, a little bit of Abigail's story is that in her past, that's what happened. Whatever she earned, first thing, give all to the mother, because the mother gave birth to her. Okay? So, it is not something, uh, you know, that she's better than us or what. But that experience helped her to understand that when we are belong to Jesus, and then after that, her mother give her back. <laughs> Take already the whole thing, the whole pay packet. Uh. <laughs> okay? And then give her to use, allocate for her. Okay? That is her personal experience. But it is something, in a way, in the spiritual, it's like this. If we say, we all that we are, whoever, we were all purchased, we got a new life because of Jesus, that means whatever we have is God. But he just takes 10% for a certain reason, right? So that the whole can be sanctified and that we will not fall uh, prey to uh, the love of money. And also, we will know when doing that act of tithing that we are trusting God, that we have a relationship. And then after that, the rest of the money, he said, you can choose what you want to do with it. You want to seed some more, you want to sow some more, just now the verse. Right, about sowing, then we will multiply. <laughs> okay, so you understand this, your walk with the Lord becomes a walk of life, right? Not of doing this and doing that. It's so enjoyable because you're no more confined to all that. God don't judge you anymore or curse you anymore. He, our destination is blessed and a new life in Christ. We have responded. Okay, next one. Ah, enough. This one, one to six. God's blessing in the city. God's blessing in the country. God's blessing on your children. So Esther traveled from Singapore to Malaysia. Malaysia is not the country. <laughs> We're all city. Okay. But whether you go to the farmland, kampong, or you go to the city, we went to uh, KL Towers for, to take pictures. That was our photo studio. For only a few minutes, we just go there, take picture only. <laughs> and then we all come back and uh, Rachel was the happiest of all. Okay, So, wherever we go, okay, whether to Twin Towers, Singapore, Malaysia, anywhere, uttermost of the parts of the world, we are blessed. 
Alright? Blessing on your children. See? Your children are blessed. This is, this is the blessing of obedience. Of whose obedience? Jesus. Because we cannot, right? Fulfill everything. So if this is a blessing of Jesus, then this is ours also. And if this is ours, you can easily cover the curse about the third and fourth generation. Yes, blessing. <laughs> she said it's 10 ringgit on the floor. Okay, so on our children, your children are blessed. There is no more curse of third, fourth, fifth generation. That was under the old covenant. Of They have to obey, then they can be, this, they'll escape this uh, curse. But today, we are all blessed. Your children is blessed. Jesus even said, right, there was one time he praying for someone and then uh, they asked, is it, I think this, this child was lame, right? Is it the, the sin of the parents? Ah, you know what did Jesus say? Or is it the sin of the child, right? He said, neither, but that God's glory may be manifested. See, Jesus himself already tell us we are no more under generation curse. In him, because he's already arrived. He's here already. Yeah? So no more generation curse. No need to fear. You go through that corner. Your children will have this. Got cancer. Your children will have inherit cancer. You got no more. All gone in Jesus Christ. The, on the crops of your land, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, flocks, Blessing on your basket, the work of your hands, the businesses, bread bowl, blessing in coming in and going out. Huh? Oh, that means uh, your, your sheep will produce some more sheep. <laughs> they got young, all right, producing uh, the, the, the new, new one. All right, so this is our blessing, and now you are more clearer on the curses. Okay, because you all, I tell you many times to go and read, also never read, right? I said, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> why, why just read it? So that you, many Christians today, still live under the curse when Jesus already, because we don't know that's a curse. You can bear with it, but why live, why fight the whole, your whole lifetime fighting the curse when Jesus already took it in one stroke of time and destiny on the cross? He already removed the curses. And just a testimony before we close. Yeah, uh, I think Kenneth Hagin, a very famous uh, faith teacher, he has this testimony that he was paralyzed, all right, and uh, lying on the bed, cannot get up. It was the revelation from Galatians 3.13 that brought about his healing. As he was reading Galatians, the revelation came to him, hey, this paralysis, this sickness, it's already been taken on by Jesus on the cross. It's a curse. And I'm no more under curse. When that revelation hit him, he was able to walk up and go and have breakfast with the mother. And then I shared another testimony for my own self. Uh, I think I shared with Esther when they came to my home. <clears throat> Some years back, maybe about 10 years ago or so. Uh, I had this condition of uh, a very uh, stiff hand. This left hand, don't know what happened, cannot, suddenly cannot go up one, so only up to here. Cannot go backwards or so. Stiff, ah. Uh. Means cannot force it, ah. Uh. 
pain if I force it. But because I'm right-handed, I didn't really bother about it. So I left it as it is. So when at that time I was attending another church, not pastoring, um, in service, I will worship the Lord one hand only. <laughs> and nobody knows because, you know, just a hand. It doesn't really bother me, except when I try to buckle something. <laughs> so I was in my mind trying to do something about that. So anyway, I had that condition for about uh, one year plus, almost one and a half years, stiff hand. Then one day, we're having CG, so in this particular church, in my house, I taught on Deuteronomy 28, on the curses and the blessings. And, you know, read out all the diseases, sicknesses. So after that time, we have it at night. After the session, we went to sleep. The next morning, as I woke up, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. You know, last night you talk about, you, talk, you, you preach about Deuteronomy 28, about the curses. I want you to now believe me that I can heal your stiff hand. One and a half years stiff already, I don't even bother about it. Then God said, remember the curse? You want to live with this curse? And he said, okay, no. So he, uh, he told me to stand in front of the mirror. So there was a mirror in my room at that time, not this one. And then he said, you pray in tongues. So I prayed in tongues. As I prayed in tongues, then he said, swing your right hand. Right hand, no problem, I can swing. So I can see myself in the mirror. And I was praying in tongues. I felt the anointing come down. <laughs> you know, something you feel like that. I was just coming down. And then I swing and swing. And then... He said, swing the left hand. So the left hand that can never go up one. So started to move. And it started to, uh, what do you call it? Untangle. Uh. <laughs> can move already. So slowly, this one very high. This one going move, 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 come back. And whoa, it was like, you know, the whole thing was released. But all the time I felt the anointing as I spread in tongues. It received healing different, different ways. Uh, right? For this particular one, it was like that. While praying in tongues, anointing, with the faith to believe, after I preached on Deuteronomy 28, God challenged me, now your turn. <laughs> right? Will you believe me that this curse is gone? And the Holy Spirit, tongues come from Holy Spirit, right? That's where I begin to speak in tongues. And that day, that morning, my stiffness disappeared. And I was able to use this hand today, you can see up and down. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, he can receive the blessing, Rachel was saying. Okay, so this was what belonged to us. Don't let any curse remain in your body. Yeah, because all have been taken away by Jesus Christ. Don't let th thoughts of the curses remain in your mind either. That's why we keep on meditating on God's word, what Jesus has done for us. Amen.